Welcome all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys with you and all of what we've learned along the way. Hello. Hello. Pardon our technical difficulties. We're trying to figure life out. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, hi, how are you? Fantastic. How are like you? we didn't already have a 20 minute long conversation before we started recording. Listen, we're both bad at small talk, so <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. Oh boy. So um it might come as a shock to you guys that we don't prepare a whole lot for our shows and just have some basic things we want to talk about. Um, but uh, that's definitely what we're doing today because we don't have a plan. And I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted and my day was exhausting and everything's exhausting. The millionth day of August. <laughs> Did you just say the millionth day of August? Yes, the millionth so day true. of August. <laughs> it's the longest month of this entire year, I swear. Unless, unless your people, well, you do have kids, so <laughs> I would argue that it went quickly for you all, but. Absolutely not. Oh, I'm very excited <laughs> for them to go back to school. <sighs> but. They have sports starting, so a couple nights a week I get quiet time in my house, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yay, sports. Yay, sports. Um, so I found this, I don't know, little blurb on, I think I found this on Facebook. I don't know, somewhere. Um, that I wanted to read to you guys. Um, so... This is by, I'm going to butcher this name, Samira Vivet. Um, and it says, be, what? A proper. Thank you so much. Um, be prepared to be the villain in their story for finally standing up for yourself. Be prepared for those who exploited your kindness to change the narrative to suit them. The tables have finally turned. Now you stand tall. You will not be walked over anymore. So, Let's talk about that today and what being the villain in your story or their story looks like. Everyone's story. <laughs> Everyone's story. Everyone's story. You're all, someone's always going to think what they want about you. I don't know if we touched on this before or if that was the mystery episode that I made Ashley delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you're a different person to everyone in your life and sometimes when you stand up to people or you start being your authentic self because you start healing you just people have a narrative in your in their head of how you should act or how they perceive you and if you change that some people have a really hard time accepting that and they're going to do everything in their power to be like, well, you've changed or 
this isn't like you instead of just accepting that everyone changes you're allowed to change your mind you're allowed to have a different opinion than you had yesterday like I think as we're learning as we're growing sometimes you have to take a step back and think about things and then come back with fresh eyes and you're able to see that new thought or accept something that you couldn't accept yesterday and I think that's a big part of growing and maturing and I think some people just have a really hard time with change, especially when it's someone you've known for a long time. Like, you have to be willing to change with people, not just say, well, I don't like how you're acting right now because it's you're going against what they want you to go towards. So. Well, and I think, like, to part of finally standing up for yourself at least for me is I think I let things maybe like red flags you know go up and I just ignore them because I want things to be all pretty and rosy and fantastic and it takes a while for the mask to come off and then when I realize it it's, I thought it was a carnival. What, what do you want from me? <laughs> when I realize it, I like then feel guilty for standing up for myself and feel like I'm being a jerk when really I've just gotten to the point that I see something for what it is. And you and I have talked about this a lot the last couple of weeks, but like once I see something for what it is, I can't unsee it. So, like, once, you know, you see someone's true colors and they show you who they actually are, I I can't, it's almost impossible for me to unsee it. Right. And coming from my background, it's all about energy. And once you level up your vibration, then, yeah, you're not, you no longer wish to be at those lower vibrations and those people and things that are keeping you down there don't um, resonate anymore. So you're kind of forcing yourself up to this higher standard, this higher place, and those things are going to fall off. And I think some people have a hard time like you said, feeling guilty about that or like feeling guilty about losing friendships or losing relationships or moving on to new things. And that is really hard. I mean, sometimes it is really hard to accept those things. I think going into it, I think you just, what really helped me when I was really down when I left my last job is just changing your mindset and thinking you know this is happening for a reason and had it not happened I would still be miserable I would still be stuck in this situation and like for me I think everything does happen for a reason like people come into your life they're either a lesson or you're a lesson for them and I think it's the same with like careers or like friendships relationships like, you are here to help people grow, no matter if it's, I wouldn't say, like, a negative way. I just think 
we experience it as negativity, but really it's for the other person who's struggling with that. It's a growing experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it doesn't suck because it does suck. But when you get to that point and you look back at it, you can finally say, hey, I really needed that push because I was comfortable and yeah, I was comfortable, but I don't want to be miserable. So you just gotta, <laughs> you gotta push through it. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> just but, but what, but what you're saying is so true. Like, I know everything happens for a reason and I've, seen that proved out in my life so many times um but the hard part of those things and those lessons are like getting through them and like realizing things that you thought were one way really aren't that way or whatever it is you know and that can be with like you said a career or a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is um yeah I don't know it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Um, there's a quote I found a long time ago. Don't ask me where it's from. I have no idea. And I'm probably not even saying it right. But, like, the gist of it was you're only walking through a dark forest halfway because then you're coming out. So I feel like I take it that into my life, <laughs> like, day by day. I'm like, you can get through it. Like, there's light. You, no matter what you do, you're, you're halfway there. You're always halfway there. It's true. That's that's definitely true. I tend to, like, focus so much more on the negative than I should. <laughs> I and mean, I let it's it... easy to get stuck there. Because you want to you wanna replay it and... Like, it took me a long time to get over needing the closure, needing the explanation, needing the why. I think, that's, I think that's part of it. I think it's like, sometimes I don't focus on the good things because I know the good things are good and I want to fix the bad things. So right. that's where my focus is. And it shouldn't be, and it's not any way to live life and... I've just been in this huge struggle recently of trying to figure it all out, right? right? What's what's the most important thing? Your family. You can find another job. Your job is not your life. Your career is not what makes you who you are. And, you know, our whole lives were told you got to work hard and you got to work your way up and you got to. And I've done that and it. I mean, I'm not saying don't work hard. Yes, you should work hard. <laughs> I, I think... always put 150% into everything that I do in my life. It's just who I am when I'm passionate about something. But, like, I don't want to kill myself at my job anymore working so much harder than I need to and being exhausted when I get home to my kids and not being able to spend any quality time with them, like, it's hard. I just, this week, it's only Monday, and <laughs> it's just been, today was just really hard. It's one of those days, it's like, 
you're a mom and you have to do everything right being a mom and you're also a wife and you got to make sure you're a good enough wife and then you know you're responsible for all this stuff at work and are you doing that good enough and just the the mental thing that plays over and over again are you enough for this are you enough for that and so on and so forth and I don't have those days all the time like every once in a while I'll just have a rough day and it's like that and but I I like try to talk so much better to myself and be like no they're wrong you're right you're a bad b you've got this and it's one of those things where it takes like 20 compliments to erase one bad right. you know thing that's said to you and I am so bad about letting that stuff go and trying to dissect it and see what I need to fix about me. And right. I mean, I, I, even though I can let stuff like that go, it still replays in my head and I have to counteract it consciously all day, every day. Like I still, I'm still constantly thinking about it. And I think that's part of our, spicy neurological <laughs> brain well I was gonna say first of all we have to explain what a spicy brain is because Michelle was very confused so spicy brain is kind of like what the tiktokers nowadays call if your brain like if you have ADHD or ADD or just any like other, spectrum yeah yeah or autism or any other kind of neurological your brain just thinks differently yeah so um that we're that's the explanation neurotypical <laughs> yes no no we're neuro neurodivergent there you go um but so that's that's the other thing too because I don't think normal brained people argue really, with themselves in their head <laughs> I, I like everyone everyone that doesn't understand it's not just a quick thought in your head right it's you're arguing with yourself. You're exhausted because you're sitting there the whole day. You're trying to focus on whatever you're focused on in the moment. And your brain is still arguing with itself. And it's so overwhelming. And it's not like when someone just tells you, hey, you're a piece of crap, right? Somebody says that to you. It's not like you can just go, <laughs> screw you. I don't really care what you think. To me, it just goes on loop and then it gets me more worked up and then I'm more upset about it and then I can't let it go and it and drives me honks at you and they might not have even honked <laughs> at you <laughs> and you're like what did I do <laughs> I really it's so want, personal right I think that's what it is though it's like you take everything personal when it comes down to it it's not <laughs> just like someone venting or whatever you take it personal and to heart and care way more about it than anyone else cares about anything. Right. Like if somebody's just venting about their day and you're like, I do that. Like, are they mad at me? Do they think that of me? Like, even though they could just be mad at that one person and it has nothing to do with what they're actually explaining. And and then I'm like, oh, well, now I guess I have to change everything. Well, that's the people pleaser in us, though, right? I mean, that and... Oh, man, we have so much to fix. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's a journey. <laughs> it's crazy because I'll sit here and reflect and think of where I was a couple years ago. And now I look at, I mean, it sounds corny, but like the tools I've built over the last couple years and been able to be a little bit more objective about things I never thought I'd be able to like step back from and and dissect. But um Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Fine. No one's mad at you. Everything's fine. That's our it's so day all day. It's fine. Everything's fine. I don't know. It's so <laughs> true. Uh, and life is just really when you think about it figuring out how to deal with all these different personalities out in the world well right and like well for me like well I think you too we we want everyone to succeed like we're not out here blaming people we're not out here like pointing the finger to get people in trouble pointing the finger to try and figure it out like I need to know who did it so I can figure out who to talk to so we can figure out how to do it right like I don't care that you did it wrong well I kind of do but I'm (laughs) not mad at you for doing it wrong if if you fix it right away like if you keep doing it then yeah I'm gonna be mad at you (laughs) but if we can fix it I will let's fix it together like it shouldn't be a problem (laughs) I think that's a really good point, too, though I've always seen you especially be so supportive of other people um, and like it's it's really easy to get jealous of people and to feel that jealousy and oh, of course, you know, this person got this or this happened with this person and to be objectively able to step by and just be like, hey, that's so cool that they did that. Like, I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. And to try and not let the green gels monster take over. For sure. That's something you're really good at. That's something. I'm glad you think so. (laughs) I mean, for the most part. When I joke about my sister being the favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) But. Love you. (laughs) Man. My brain is all over the place today. I just. I'm exhausted with all of it. And trying to figure it out. And worrying about if you're a good friend. And you're a good mom. And you're a good employee. And you're a good wife. And you're good. Moment. We're all not, we're not perfect. We're all going to have those days where we're not the perfect friend. We're not the perfect mom. We're not the perfect whatever employee. We're not, we're not, I mean, we're not perfect. We're all flawed. We all are on this journey together trying to learn. Like, and I think it really speaks volumes that at least you're trying to grow from it. You know, like you're not just sitting there like, well, that's just how it is. We don't have to change. That's just how it is. That's just the industry. That's just like, no, like, let's, let's not do that. I'm pretty good with letting something get me down for a little bit. And then it gets me mad. 
And then once it gets me mad, it just adds fuel to my fire and gets me like riled up in a good way to like want. I really am stuck on this whole like proving people wrong thing. I don't know why or where it comes from because I don't feel like I have really anyone I need to prove wrong. But I, I always have this drive to at you know, some point be like, I, I need to do better and I got to prove everyone wrong and I have to do more. And well, I think that's the part of the story where we are someone else's villain, like, because you, so they put you in the space where you're the bad guy Mm -hmm. and now you're trying to catch up, trying to prove that you aren't who they say you are, but in their mind, you're never going to change unless you do exactly what they want you to do. Mm. So when you let go of that relationship or whatever with that person where you're like, no, I have nothing to prove to you. Go say what you want about me. Do what you want. Like you have to be comfortable knowing in your heart that you've done everything that you can do. You probably did it 20 times more than you needed to because <laughs> you were trying to be a good friend or you were trying to be a good person, but they're never going to see it that way. Like until they flip the switch in their brain, the narrative where they start dissecting, you're always going to be that villain in their story. Yeah, I think I'm starting to become more and more okay with being the villain in those situations because I I feel like I'm starting to learn what my worth is. Um, obviously, that's like a slow progress type deal, making yourself a better person and, um, you know, realizing what good traits you have and what to work on and all that. That's part of growth. But I feel like I'm getting to a point that I kind of can start to see those things and there are some things that I'm just not willing to deal with anymore I mean I feel like your 30s you do so much growing and you finally get to the point that like you feel like an adult I guess I feel I feel like you know you're out of the 20s and you're starting to really figure out what you want to do with your life where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you want to see? I don't know. Stop pressuring me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to the national parks and not get abducted. Okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I think, though, that I, I'm really happy you and I are doing this, though, because I, you know, we talked before and I've talked to my mom about this and I talked to my therapist about it, too. You know, I've worked so hard for other people's companies for so long in my life. And I've always been the kind of person who goes in there and like, hey, how can we, it's not my company, but how can we consolidate things? How can we make more money? How can we, you know, make things better? Yeah, more efficient, more streamlined. And, you know, my, my dad gave me the best work ethic on the planet. I mean, he made sure that that was something that I had and I appreciate that so much. And 
You know, I always do things at 150% and I always go above and beyond when it comes to my work like that. And sometimes you just get to the point that you realize that you're doing that for other people and you don't even do that for yourself in your life. What else in my life do I give 150% to? Because I'm lucky if I can give 90% to my kids after working all day and the commute and all of that. Like, I would argue I probably don't give anything in my personal life 150%. And that's kind of sad. When you well, uh, no, I would say that you do if somebody is depending on you to do it. If yeah. You- uh, okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I mean, like an everyday kind of depending on it. But like, yeah. If you make a plan, you stick like you make it happen, even if it's at the last minute. <laughs> Except if it's plans with you and I come up with well, 87 reasons to cancel because I'm having social anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> About that. <laughs> hey, again, if you admit things, that's the first step, right? Correct. <laughs> and Not I think but but that comes down to the communication part of it. Like you have to be comfortable with someone to be like, hey, I'm not feeling it right now. Like, can we take a rain check? And I think that I think that sometimes we build ourselves up, build ourselves up, and we have more anxiety be- about things because we're, we don't want to let someone down or we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So we build it up, build it up, build it up. And then when we finally tell the person, yeah, they could be disappointed for like a minute or two, whatever. But the communication about it helps. If you just communicate right away, you can either talk through it or you can shut it down right away. So, I mean. So, two things, because I wanted to go back to what I was talking about before. Um, But. So that whole thing, like, I always try to sugarcoat things because I don't want to, like, hurt someone's feelings. And it, for some reason, I'm starting to get better now that, like, people understand some of these things a little bit better. You know, I can feel comfortable enough to when you ask me something and I'm panicking about it and I text you, hey, like, I'm panicking about this because of X, Y, Z. I'm trying to not cancel on you and instead tell you why I'm having an issue with it. And that happened a couple weeks ago and you were like, hey, no problem. Here's the information. Do all the research you want. Make sure there's parking there. That's totally <laughs> fine. Do your your crazy neurotic searches online. Always has to be parking. <laughs> and you, you get down with your bad self. Um, So I think that is a really cool thing is having that communication. It's still very hard for me to be vulnerable enough to tell you like, hey, I don't want to go do this because like my emotional jar is at max capacity and it's been a terrible week and I don't know that I can even get my body out of bed to get dressed to go do this with you. I just, this has been coming up on my TikTok. I don't know why. Like just all of a sudden, I'm just bombarded with ADD and um, things. <laughs> but there, so this 
spoon theory keeps coming up on my TikTok. Have you heard the spoon theory? Uh, I don't think so. So, like, people, I think the one I listened to was more about, like, autoimmune disease. Um, but I think it can work with, like, mental health. I don't remember. I saw a lot of them. But, like, basically, you wake up with so many spoons for the day. And, like, certain activities take so many spoons. So you have to decide what activities you're going to get done that day with however many spoons you have. And the number of spoons doesn't isn't always the same when you wake up, right? Because some days you can wake up and you're, like, having a super great day, right? So you have a lot of spoons then you can do a lot of different things. But sometimes you only wake up with, like, five spoons. And you're like, crap, what do I do now? <laughs> can I ask a quick question? Why is the analogy spoons? I don't know. That's just what came up. I don't know. Interesting. Why you ask? I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. I mean, it's true. Yeah, there's some days that, yeah, you can be having a great day and the sun is shining and you got enough vitamin D and your meds are on the right track and you had therapy the day before and the sun is shining, the birds are chirping and you're good to go. And you can conquer everything on the planet. And then there's other days that they're so trying much. to kill you. The world's on fire. <laughs> the world's on fire. Literally. <sighs> um, okay, so just circling back to um what I was originally talking about, um, you know, the whole like working for someone else, working so hard and so difficult and busting your butt for everyone else to profit off of how fantastic you are and not being appreciated or not being paid what you're worth or whatever it is, right? Or just you get to a state where you're just burnt out and then everyone expects the world of you because you've given them that in the past. And I, get, like, super jealous. I just want to do something. I want to put 150% of my effort into something of mine in my life. I want to be able to, to divide that 150% between my friendships and the growth of those and my relationship with my family and my children and my parents and all of that. I want to focus so much more on those things than on making somebody else's company succeed when they don't care if you're there for the ride or not. Right. And appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And finding that balance. I think that's been the bane of my existence in my 30s is trying to find some sort of balance. I'm an all or nothing type person. And it's very hard to find any balance in the amount of responsibilities well, I at think this point in life. People put a lot of extra responsibilities on people like us that do work extra hard. And they expect us just to do it because we're efficient. And I think um, we were talking the other day about how um, different types of work ethic, like we'll focus, we'll hyper-focus on things. And I think it's hard for some employers who don't understand 
um, like neurodivergent brains that like we're putting all of our eggs in this basket right now to get this done. So we've just completed our dozen eggs in like five minutes, whereas someone else doing the same job is going to fill their dozen eggs throughout a longer period of time. Now, it could be the same type of quality of work, or it could not be. It just depends. But I think for this analogy, like, it's the exact same work, the exact same quality, but because we're hyper-focused, we've gotten it done 10 times faster than them. So (laughs) we're taking... (laughs) So sometimes we need a little mental break, and... We, you might see someone like playing on their phone or whatever, but I feel as long as they're getting the work done on time, how it's supposed to be done, I don't think we should judge people based on it's taking this person longer to do something. Like, I think, like for me, counting money is awful because I have to count it like a million times to make sure that it's correct like I couldn't be a fast banker because I'll like as I'm counting I'm double guessing myself Mm. like so like that type of job would take me a very long time um I do come up with like my own tricks and stuff to make it go quicker but still that's a huge thing though we find ways to be super efficient right right being a neurodivergent person, you're always like running a million scenarios around in your head at the same time. So you do the same thing for work. It's like, okay, well, I could do it this way, but if I did it this way, it would still be correct and it'll get me the same result, but it takes three steps out of the mix. And you're consistently trying to think of how to be more efficient with your time and how to do more in less time and all of that. So you, like, triple check for everything. Right. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I I just wish I do that. (laughs) I just wish I could like sometimes make my brain slow down and just take a beat and not go a zillion miles an hour all the time. So hard. It's so hard. (laughs) But then yeah, like you were saying, like then you get home and your life's a zombie or like you like it's the weekend and you know that you don't have to do something like if I wake up and I know that I have to do something like I usually get up and I don't I'm not the type of person that like stays in bed all day and takes forever to wake up like if I'm up I'm I am (laughs) like how my brain is like I've always had to get myself ready for school and walk down to the bus stop so like I'm always, I guess, I'm just always on top of it that way because I don't like being late. I don't like waiting for people. I don't like depending on other people like that, which I'm working on, (laughs) asking for help. Like, but like, I'm not the type of person to like lose control. Like, I just, I wouldn't say that I'm a controlling person. I just have to be in control of myself. Yeah. Uh, 
And so, yeah, I've always had to get myself ready. So, like, I'm used to just waking up and going and doing things. But if I know that I don't have to do anything and I've just been so exhausted, I will just lay there. And sometimes I'll go back to sleep. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so sorry. All good. My brain stopped raining. <laughs> Oh, we turn into zombies when we yeah. don't when we don't have something to do, and then we get into that ADHD paralysis. Oh, yeah, <laughs> where we're like, I need to be doing all these things, but now I'm overwhelmed and I don't know how to start them. Yep, I really want to try to. We should talk in at more length about like habits and habit stacking. So I really want to try to, at this point, like, get to the point that I have to-do lists, like, daily, you know, that are just pretty simple. But if I have it written down on a list, I will do it. I won't. <laughs> I will. And it's just making myself do it. And then if I ever fail at it, I'm like, oh, yep, failed. Not, I, 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 I got to start over, whatever it is. Because I put too much pressure on myself about that sort of stuff. And then when it doesn't work, I give up. And But I want to start. Welcome to my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start holding myself accountable with those things. And having in a clear headspace, sitting down, writing down what those things actually look like. Um, you know, making sure that I clean one room of the house a night. Or do one load of laundry or whatever it is. Stuff that doesn't really take that much time out of your day, but you dread and having it written down and getting it done and feeling accomplished about it and scheduling my, I think that's, that's a big thing. Scheduling my at home time, like I would schedule my work time because I think by the time I get home from work, I'm just, my brain is that and it's one of those things Yeah, you turn into a zombie and then I have no schedule of what goes on at home at night. So I don't do anything, you know, and I forget those. It sounds so dumb, but it's so true. Like I forget these things exist sometimes. There's a real life. I don't remember what it's called. It's like object blindness or something like that. And it's a real life thing. It happens to me all the time. And I don't even know how to properly explain it to people without you thinking it's ridiculous but I could pass a sock on the middle of the floor for five days and it could piss me off every single day and I would still not pick it up because it's like (laughs) like but also that sock then if it's after five days then I like legit don't even notice it anymore it's a part of the scenery at that point okay it exists (laughs) it's just it happens I don't know what to tell you if there is laundry in a laundry basket and it is in the hallway and it is unfolded and it sits there for too long that's now part of the living room that exists there now thank you for reminding me I have to turn my dryer (laughs) (laughs) off Andy finally kind of understands this sort of thing because his brain's so much different than mine. He really likes things 
neat and tidy and like not out of order. I like things neat and tidy. I just can't do it. (laughs) Right. But he is capable of doing it. Um, But sometimes he'll be like, hey, babe, you still have clothes in the washer. And I'll be like, can you please just throw them in the dryer? First of all, I'm five foot tall and it, I literally get eaten by the washer. Okay. It takes me like 45 minutes to transfer my clothes. I need a step stool. Okay. It's a whole thing. But to be fair, like I'm not messy with other people's things. Like, I, like, if I live with someone or if I'm, like, at someone's house, like, I will tidy up and I will clean things that they didn't even think to be clean. Like, this weekend, like, I was fine washing the dishes. I was fine, like, tidying up toys. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, fine with other people's stuff. But when I'm, like, in my house, in my own things, I, it, I think it. I think it's just I'm just overwhelmed, and I don't know. Well, it's the overwhelm fact, and it's the fact that like it just blends in with your scenery at that point. You don't even think about it because where I'm going is I'm going in the kitchen to make dinner. So as long as that's good, we're great. And then I'm sitting down and eating, and then maybe we're, if we're lucky, the four of us sit down and watch a TV show together. Most nights the kids are on their, you know tablets or doing their sports things and it's just I have to point these things out to myself sometimes and be like you have walked past that sock 92 times we had the same pile of laundry (laughs) off my bed every morning and every night (laughs) no this is what's ridiculous though so uh back to Andy he always then helps me by switching over my laundry and he knows I'll fold it and I'll hang it up if he puts it in a basket but he knows exactly where to put it because I yell at him every time if he puts it in our room because our room is very tiny. I have about like a foot and a half around my side of the bed until you hit a wall. And he'll put it right there. And then I have to step over it to get up. And it drives me insane. So he now finally knows it needs to go in the hallway outside of our room. And then when I'm ready in a day or two, in in five to seven business days. <laughs> five to seven business days. When I run out of pants. (laughs) Exactly. I will bring it in and I will, you know, it's a whole thing. But there's so many stupid things from when the boys were little that I'm realizing now, like, I never cleaned up or they're out of whack or whatever. The boys at one point had one of those, like, squishy um, fidget toy things. It's sticky on the outside. And one of them had thrown it up. And it hit the ceiling at the bottom of the stairs. No, it's like the same consistency as the sticky hands. Yeah. And one had thrown it and it stuck to the ceiling. And we have like popcorn ceilings. My used to get so bad. Well, it's been stuck out there. I kid you not. It, it was probably four years it's been up there. Four years. And I see it every day. And I look at it and I go, Gosh, I need to get that down. Also, how is that thing still up there? It's been four years. And finally, the other day, I had bought a new vacuum, which is so cool. It is a cordless vacuum, and it's got, like, a little tiny, like, it. Welcome to your 30s. It's so cool. (laughs) I'm so excited. And it's rose gold. But anyways, I got this new vacuum. (laughs) That's all that matters. Buy a shiny thing. All that matters. 
and I went to uh, go do the stairs outside our main door where the thing is. And I look at it and I'm like, I bet I can knock that off with the, the attachment for the vacuum. So I did. It took me three seconds to do that, but I waited four years to make it happen. That's crazy. Been there. Done that. Um, my smoke alarm used to be <laughs> on the opposite side of where the wall where it is now. And every time I took a shower, because I, sh- I take god awful hot showers. Yes, ma'am. Smoke alarm would go off every time <laughs> for a shower. Yes, I don't know what I don't know. It's just my house or what the problem was. I don't know. So I literally switched it to the other side of the wall. And <laughs> it's all good now. It has not gone off. Except when it needs a stupid battery. <laughs> but it's like little things like that you just live with. Like I have I have to keep this chair in my hallway to turn my smoke alarm off when I take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I don't live in, like, an apartment where, like, it would automatically call the fire department. Right. (laughs) She's just taking a shower again. Just trying to take a shower. I don't know why it hates me. (laughs) I, I just laugh every time those things happen, though, because Andy will just look at me. It'll be the most, he'll be eating dinner, and I'll see something, and I'll, like, climb up on a chair and... Start cleaning a top of cupboard that we've never cleaned before, and he he doesn't even say a word anymore. He just knows if I'm doing something weird, just let me do it. Because something else is probably getting done at the same time too. Because you know that at that point, I'm probably cleaning one room and then end up in another room and then go back to the other room and then get distracted by something else. So we discuss how he fixed the wash or the dishwasher though that was broken for how many years and didn't. (laughs) he's my special special boy hey all i'm saying is dishes is not my department that is one thing we got on lock in this house we we have done some division of uh, responsibilities around here that see we've gotten some things to stick i want to get more to stick so we're all in a comfortable place with the amount of responsibility we have at home as far as cleaning or cooking or whatever but for a very long time now i cook dinner every single night and he does the dishes every single night every once in a while he will help with dinner every once in uh six months i'll do dishes um but it works for us i do the meal planning i um make the shopping list or go go shopping for it and so he does the dishes and he's fantastic with it and i always ask him what he needs if he needs any more uh don power spray (laughs) if he needs another scrub daddy his his sugar mama's got him you let me know boy you let me know what I'll give. I'll bring him home stuff all the time. I'm like, look, babe, look what I got you. I got you a new set of towels for your sink. He gets so mad at me, but that is like so good for our relationship and my mental health that he does all the dishes. He is fantastic. He is the best. I need a soft place to land. 
<laughs> my nervous system needs a break. <laughs> yeah. I I think things like this help though. I was feeling really, really terrible earlier. And um I know you could tell I had a bad day and I could tell you were having a bad day and it was a whole no, thing. You were overthinking me having a bad day. I was just busy. <laughs> Whatever. She never ignores me like that. So she obviously <laughs> either didn't want to hear me complain or. <laughs> but, I was trying to hyper focus. <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> I just had a one of those days, you know, and I feel a lot better now that I want a signal and biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to you? Yes. Trigger words. Just then. 90 songs just start mm-hmm. playing in your head. Mm-hmm. All the time. That's all the time. That's called neurodivergent brain. <laughs> yep. So I feel a lot better now that I got to talk to my Kathy and talk to you guys and give you guys an insight into our very, very special brains. <laughs> and maybe if you have any of these issues too, you can learn along with us and figure out what tools help us. Um, I know you. Yes. I know on days like this for me, this is this is my go-to. I'm gonna call my mom on my way home from work and I'm gonna cry to my mom and my mom's gonna be her amazing self and tell me everything's good. You got this. And then she's gonna hug me and then I'm gonna cry harder. <laughs> and um I know that What's that? And you're going to eat a pickle and then you're going to feel better. (laughs) (laughs) No, I usually come home and tonight was actually good because the boys had their first sports tonight. So it's hard sometimes to come home when you have a bad day and two kids running around and husband talking to you. So it was was good to at least not have complete sensory overload when I first got home. But then sitting here... And cuddling with the little kitty cats and being in my my comfy bedroom that I tried to make, you know, a relaxing space for us. And I feel a little bit better. Talk to you. Talk to our peeps. I feel like I feel like when I get done recording a podcast with you, it's like the feel the same feeling I feel when I walk out of the therapist office. You just feel like 50 times lighter. You feel like you have a little bit better outlook on things and you feel like you're you're able to see those negatives turn into positives at some point. So, yeah. Keep on shining. That's how I feel about that. Also, Dex was snoring so loud <laughs> over by the microphone. And since we're recording this on a different platform, I don't know if it's going to catch it on the microphones, but <laughs> he was hardcore snoring. We apologize in advance for the quality of this. <laughs> for the quality of this audio. Um, and the same still stands from the last several episodes. If anyone knows how to edit recordings, please teach us. Oh, man. That's one of those things I am. I'm trying to learn right now. I want to learn it. I want to learn the thing. I want to be able to do the thing, but I'm very confused. And I feel like I am pretty good at Googling and figuring things out. And this is back rubs. 
for backgrounds, <laughs> podcast editing notes. It's just <laughs> impossible. I can't understand what any of this is talking about, but we'll figure it out. I think it almost got figured out how to um, take clips so we can put them in itty bitty pieces for TikTok and stuff, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I will just continue to read my plant book. Fantastic. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, a um, couple other things. Let us know how you liked the um, bonus episode we did. Like we were talking about, at some point we're going to have a Patreon up, which if you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you pay a monthly subscription fee to access different content. Um, so for us, we're kind of thinking, we got some really funny things in the works <laughs> if we're going to pull off anything we were talking about on Saturday with Mary. But anyways, um, we're thinking to start it off with a $5 level and that'll get you bonus episodes every month that will be about spooky things and paranormal and all that jazz. Um, True crime. Oh, true crime. But we want to know if you guys liked the half hour episode, if you'd rather have an hour episode, you want more information, less information. Um, we're always open can't to stay on topic for a half hour. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we're always open to constructive criticism as long as it's kind. Um, are we? <laughs> I feel like we are. Michelle gave me some notes and I really appreciated her notes and they didn't, none of them offended me. So oh, I know. Um, that for you. <laughs> none of them would offend you either. Calm down. Um, but so she did also say she didn't know what Patreon was, so we should explain that to the peoples. So um, once we get that up and running, we'll let you guys know. Um, but that'll be a place where you can support us directly instead of um, when we eventually get to the point we can monetize our YouTube content and uh podcast and all that. An on youtube oh yeah we just put up the episode up on youtube um stay tuned because we do have a girls weekend planned in september september <laughs> and we're going to probably be recording for our first cat nash do things youtube video and we have a lot of fun things planned in general Oh, okay. I Not about that specific time, but I was assuming. I was like... No, but not. No, I just mean all the things we've talked about. We want to eventually do on that channel. I'm hearing it here first, guys. Don't worry. Shut up. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? I need a nap. Okay. Well, it's bedtime. You can go to bed. Um, so that is going to be it for us. Thanks for hanging out with us. I feel like, as always, this was very unhinged, but I feel, I feel better. I feel lighter. Oh, goodness. As, as always, we wish you all a support of healing journey. Thank you for joining us on our ride and healing ain't easy. Boom. Facts. Um, Mic drop. You guys can follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, I'll put our link tree in this episode. How about that? And then that will connect you 
to all the places. Hopefully this audio was okay. Like we said, we're recording this in a different thing. So yeah, that's it for us, you guys. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.